2: guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Ah, yes. A Statements Monday here on Mackie and Judd. We already, if you're uh, listening to this or watching this, there's probably a purple daily episode that might be of interest to you on this Monday too. We're gonna to hit you with little Lamar Jackson. Not even reckless speculation, educated speculation from Jeremy Fowler. It's not us. The Vikings might be in on Lamar Jackson. It's not us. That's all oh I know. My God, it's out there. That was even like further than we would go. We kind of like we kind of did the Lamar Jackson thing a couple weeks ago, but it was more like this. All never. Bah, they're never gonna make a call on this. But it uh, sounds like there—I don't know—there's at least some buzz. So check that out on on Purple Daily here. But buzz this is factory. the Ooh Buzz Factory. factory. hmm So is um, <laughs> that it's a
1: manscape? Right? No, Sorry. no, it's actually not. If you hit so my uh, nerd Excuse alert, you, my uh, my microphone is USB but XLR capable. It can do both. And if you oh. touch the
0: XLR, it makes a little buzz.
2: Judge, you know what XLR is.
0: No, but that's like the freaking Beatles, dude. You're like George Martin. I, feedback. I I don't, I
1: I don't know if that's the right word to use, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's feedback. It's a comparison. Yeah, little pet the babe
2: is good. To me, you know, if we put a USB and an XLR connector out in front of you, with what percent confidence would you be able to identify them? You could probably oh, do the USB. You I can guess, do USB. So. Yeah, He's yeah, but there. no, but I, but I'm not gonna like. I have no idea. You're not betting your life on it. No, hell no. <laughs> Uh, all right. Statements Monday here. All right. Here's the first one. The Timberwolves injury situation is a weird, convoluted, confusing cluster bleep. Okay. I present to you two things from the weekend. So Anthony Edwards goes down and he was like screaming in pain. If I, if I heard correctly, you know, through the broadcast. So he goes down and. Uh, we, we, we put a new Flagrant Howls episode out last night, and Kyle did a great job of kind of laying out, like, why aren't they more clear with their communication? So Anthony Edwards goes down. Looks like he literally snapped his leg in half the way that he was reacting, right? Yep. That was the front end of a back-to-back in which they they turned around like 20 hours later and had to play the Raptors. So they're going into a different country. They're road, they just played double overtime, right? And the And the team announced that Edwards will receive further evaluation on Sunday. Presumably, when they get back into the United States as they travel, not in New York. In New York, that's correct. So Sunday reevaluation. He was listed as questionable. Yeah. For the Saturday game against the Raptors. So the Wolves, and then the Wolves, of course, put out the Carl Anthony Towns. Say, hey, we finally have an update on Carl Anthony Towns. Late last week, here it is. Click on this link to read the full update on Carl Anthony Towns. And it was basically, he's alive. He's <laughs> dribbling a basketball sometimes with his teammates. And we expect him to play at some point in the coming weeks, even though there's only three, like the coming weeks, there's three weeks left in the season. So, so Shams comes out yesterday and says, according to his sources, good news, Anthony Edwards has exited the walking boot, is moving around more, and the swelling is decreasing in the ankle sprain he suffered. He's expected to be evaluated day-to-day on a return. He's also, uh, I believe, questionable for the game tonight against the Knicks. Everyone's just questionable. Towns is out. So we don't know, like, Anthony Edwards could be out for the season. It looks like maybe it's not quite that bad because he's out of the walking boot at least. But we don't really know. Thanks to Shams for providing an update. And then you have the Carl Anthony Town- Towns came out and said, well, if the team's not going to update you, and he's probably reading all this stuff from people on social media, people are criticizing him. Dude, it's been 16 weeks. Your team is, their nose is like the only thing out of the water right now as they gasp for air in the Western Conference clinging for the play right now and towns is so Towns sends out a tweet yesterday me waiting to get cleared to play let the kid do what he loves and it's it's a lion in a cage behind like in a cage with its paw yeah. up on the cage like saying i want to get out of the cage uncage the cat is basically what he's saying so the wolves are just kind of like oh if you're the Wolves at this point, this is becoming a Joe Mauer bilateral-like weakness situation. Yes. yes you're is. making town t- people – I told this to Kyle yesterday. People think Towns is a wimp right now. That's, <laughs> that's Including our over- Patrick Roycey. It's the overriding sentiment. And he's trying to say, even though there's been some reports that have said he's been driving sort of the rehab schedule kind of on his end. So I guess I'm just saying, like, the Wolves are gasping for air in the Western Conference. Their two best players are injured. We don't really know what the status is on either one of them. And they have 10 games left. A lot of them hard.
0: (laughs) First of all, I'm more confident than ever that my, I believe it was last Wednesday's write that down is going to to come true. I think Cat is going to ask out. I think this whole thing has been just mismanaged beyond belief. I don't know what the truth is, but I do know this. It has been, it has been managed wrong from the word go. So, Here's the problem with sham sources. Here's the problem with sources when it comes to the Wolves. I tweeted this on Saturday because I saw, and, and I mean, the Wolves say this, and it gets tweeted with like, Hope. well, the ant thing might not be that bad, really. And so, you know, and, and, and they leak that out. And I tweeted, you know, forgive me if I'm going to be a little bit cynical here, but <laughs> we heard the same thing about Cat, that the team said, what, six to eight weeks. And then I got a tweet back. I think it was. I think it was from a shockingly a burner account
2: that said the wolves never said that. They said was it from def- Bill six four
0: nine three it seven two one eight five. It was a definite it's healthy. That's like this close. Yeah, it was a burner account. I just saw a, a, some gray, gray hair. I think it was Chris Finch's burner, but the reality. And I tweeted this back to the person. I said, "Yeah, okay. The team didn't say it, but where do you think the sources that Woj Woj used?" It came from the team, who's like, yeah, he has six to eight weeks, Woj. He'll be back. So, the, you know, when I see that sources tell Shams now, I wonder where those sources come from, that Ant is out of his walking boot, and it's looking good. Forgive me if I'm cynical until I actually see him play. And, Phil, I'm with you. Um, from what we saw on Friday in Chicago, that looked really bad. I can't believe he's back in two or three games.
2: He's a warrior, man. Like, he is... Tough but I mean as nails.
0: but the only point being here is, my God, get your act together from a from a medical media standpoint the 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 Vikings, I forget if I think you might have attended this Phil. the Vikings, the Vikings, an NFL team, they, they don't want to tell you anything when Adrian Peterson got hurt <laughs> against the Packers in 2007 <laughs> and, and it looked really bad. Thankfully it wasn't. The Vikings called a press conference and paraded head athletic trainer at the time, Eric Sugarman, up to up to the, the podium to explain exactly what happened and explain he, a, he, he timetable. Like a He
2: had like a dummy. He literally yeah. had like a fake knee with like yes. ligaments he that he was you. like showing yes. you. But here's what happens when this but one But you stretches. know
0: what? That's a star player. That's really smart. Like from there on, no one said, oh, you're lying about this. And you know what? They weren't. Timberwolves. Come on, these are two star players. This whole v- vagueness thing and trying to outsmart the system is really annoying, and I think it's going to cost them. I think Cat is probably more pissed at them than he's ever been. That's my guess.
2: Well, and, and that's what's it's, what's interesting is who's so initially word came out, I'm guessing from the Timberwolves side, right through Woj four months ago, yeah, for four to six week injury, targeting sort of you know. Maybe late January for a return. I believe four to six weeks was the first okay, diagnosis. The four,
0: six, I, I was thinking, six but to then Cat
2: came out, and or maybe it was six to eight. Whatever. It's been it's been sixteen weeks now. So whether yeah, it was it four does. to six or six to eight, it undershot the yeah the initial diagnosis or at least communication about how bad the the calf injury was makes Towns look bad. Yes. And now Towns is putting out. I'm kind of defending him because we don't. I guess we don't have enough information. On the contrary if the initial uh, communication to the media was it's going to be about a month or two, probably closer to two months, and it's been four, he looks bad. And if now he wants to play when they're desperate for scoring in a Western conference that's you know slipping away from them and they won't let him play, it makes him look bad. But if they were to come out and say, guys, it's taking a little longer than we thought, and it's on us because we view Carl as a longtime cornerstone of this franchise we aren't going to risk listen th- this season it it'd be great we want to do as much as we can but we have a long term view of his future here we don't want a kevin durant situation where we rush him back that was the nba finals so i get why they did it you know in golden state um we don't want a situation like that they haven't said anything we don't are they it's it's amazing so anyways if this
0: was the twins we they would be getting hammered
2: here. yeah well now and i feel like the uh, wolves now are people are just apathetic well dude the i mean don't get me started on the twins so the Twins, throughout the last few weeks, right, Derek Falvey is telling the assembled media down in Fort Myers. <laughs> started. Start Don't get me started.
0: started. <laughs> start me up.
2: <laughs> but here's the opposite way that you do it. Like, that you, the, like, Falvey's been straight up lying to the local media in Fort Myers. A couple weeks ago, he told the assembled media, we are absolutely still on track for, there's a, you know, MLB Trade Rumors had a synopsis of this a couple weeks ago. Uh, yep, even though Polanco and Buxton and Kirloff haven't played in any spring training games as of two weeks ago, yeah. They're still on track to be ready for opening day. Which like if you've missed the first month of spring training, you're you're likely, unless there's some very strategic plan, likely not playing in the opener. That's the <laughs> way it works, right? And you know, everyone just like, Okay, well this is what Falvey said, right? And I guess it is what he said. And then of course now it's coming out that well Polanco actually probably won't be ready for opening day, so You've got on the Wolves front, you've got lack of transparency because they just don't say anything one way or the other. On the Twins front, you have lack of transparency because they lie. (laughs) So anyways. All right.
1: Hey, hey, Rex. All right. My Wolves statement. Uh, This is the most frustrating Wolves team, I think, of the last. um, I'll just say it. Of my lifetime. Yeah, they're the most frustrating Wolves team of my lifetime. Last year, after going to the winning the plan, excuse me, taking a good Memphis team to six games, their first playoff appearance in like what twenty years essentially, and sick. it's 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 been a it's been a rough it's been a rough time to be a Timberwolves fan over the last twenty years. And this year, they get Rudy Gobert. You plug in Cat. You plug in a superstar with Ant. You get some nice pieces. Kyle Anderson's been great, right? Like there's some good supporting cast members here. And then Towns gets injured, and it's weird. Now Anthony Edwards is injured, and it's weird. You have a team that's clinging on just to get into the play-in at this point for a team that was supposed to win about 50 games. At least their ceiling was probably 50 games, and now they're going to be lucky to likely finish 500. This is the most frustrating Timberwolves season I have ever witnessed in my lifetime, and I've always had a kind of one-toe out with the Wolves, but just from watching this season and watching what's been happening off the court, to me, this is the most frustrating Timberwolves season of my entire lifetime.
2: And I believe, I haven't looked at the the rest of the league schedule, but so they, they play the Knicks tonight. They're they're playing in New York. The Knicks have been one of the hottest teams in the NBA the last few months. 12 games over 500. You're likely to lose to the Knicks tonight unless they put up a weird fight, right? Um, you're currently tied for the 9-10-11 seed with the Lakers and the Jazz. 11 means miss the play-in, but you're only a half game up on the Pelicans. So if you lose to the Knicks... And again, I don't know how many of these teams played tonight. I don't have the schedule open, but you you might be on the outside of the play-in after tonight's game with nine games left. If you if you don't beat the Knicks. So Whew, but then here's the thing. If in a normal season you would just kind of look around and be like, oh man, just oh, uh, a little snake bit. Our one of our best players was out for four months, and then our other best player hurt his ankle down the stretch and we were just never fully able to get the Gobert chemistry with Cat. And we made that midseason trade, which we think is going to be good for the next year and a half. But disappointing, but also kind of snake bit. Let's just kind of let's just let's not rush anyone back. Let's just get a lottery pick. If we miss the plan, it sucks, but at least we'll have a draft pick and we can get another asset, right? Well, they don't have their first round pick this yeah. year. So if yeah. if they miss, and there's a chance that Utah could even finish ahead of them, which is amazing. Um, so in a in a normal circumstance, you could just kind of live with, well, that sucks, but uh, at least we get the draft pick, which has been my life watching the Timberwolves and Declans. You don't get the draft pick. So there's really only one acceptable scenario this year, and it is find a way into the plan, find a way to get into the playoffs, and do, do something like you did last year, put up a fight, so it doesn't feel like you took a huge step back after that ridiculous trade last summer.
0: Which uh, leads to my statement. And that is, I will extrapolate on my earlier uh, thoughts about Cat with this statement. Cat's a goner. Um, The wolves being the wolves, this is, to me, this is just, has become crystallized clear as day. First of all, the wolves have taken a relationship that was probably in decent shape, felt like it was, right, with Cat. And have done everything that they possibly can to destroy it. Like, the lack of transparency, when, when the player is now literally coming out and giving updates, asking to play, or saying, I was never going to be back. And by the way, for anyone who said, well, who, how do you, hey, Zolgad, how do you know Woj didn't get his information from Cat's camp? Why would they leak a hurry time schedule? They wouldn't. That came from the Timberwolves, okay? so But Cat but and Cat knows that. So he had to come out and literally defend himself. And now he's saying, I'd like to play, please. So on Cat's side, I think he wants out. Because keep in mind, too, the team is being sold. And more importantly, as much as Cat, Cat might love Chris Finch. No clue. But you know who I can guarantee you he don't like? Tim Conley. Because this is coming from the front office. And so, like, if Cat liked previously, I don't know, Gerson, right? If Cat liked the people in charge at one time, those people are not in charge now. And so Tim Conley has taken a huge step to basically destroy the relationship with Cat. Congratulations, that's done. The other thing from the Wolves' standpoint is this. This whole year was supposed to, or the first half of this year, was supposed to be all about getting guys to play nice, and how does Rudy and Cat, and probably Ant, and at the time, D'Lo, fit together, right? Well, that's gone now.
2: You have no idea. Well, you you kind of know that Ant and Gobert don't have great chemistry.
0: Right, but what you don't know is you don't know how Cat fits in at all. So are they really going to come? Are you really going to run this thing back again in the fall, in training camp, starting into the season? And are you going to say, all right, now we need to find out? Or, being the Timberwolves, in a blind panic, are you going to say, my God, that was a disaster? I think they're going to try and maximize as many draft pick chips as they possibly can and trade Cat. And I think Cat is going to be the one that expedites that because I don't blame him. He's pissed off, and he should be.
2: So interesting. I because. I think Gobert's actually been, he, he especially since January 1st, he, he's just been a better player for the Wolves, and maybe some of that's because he doesn't have Cat and they're not trying to figure that thing out. But I would almost be tempted, as much as Cat frustrates me, I would almost be tempted to just sell, sell Rudy off for like 30 cents on the dollar and take my medicine. But you're right, you could get a lot more in a trade for Carl Anthony Towns. But we know that Towns and Edwards have more chemistry than Edwards and and Gobert and their ages line up a little bit better. Um, I don't know, man, there, this is a, this is a mess to unpack over the next.
0: It's incredible. It's a huge mess. And, and why, if you're cat, why would you trust Conley now? What's he done? Like, like this was Tim Conley's first year, right? What's he done to, to get your
2: trust? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Can I give you one more? Just we'll get to some non wolves stuff here, and the we got about twelve minutes left, and then Judd has to go on uh, the Tom Bernard show, which you can yeah, find can Tom Bernard. We I can
0: push it a little bit; they're always late.
2: Okay, like fifteen. We're good. We're good. I'd say fifteen. Um, this is my last, just current gripe about the wolves. Stop complaining about the wolves getting screwed by officiating.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, I know that, the, like that Boston game, there were some really bad calls. Yeah, And, and th- I'm not saying that there aren't games like the Boston game. There's a couple things in that Bulls game. Are there nights where the Wolves are getting a bad whistle? Yes, absolutely. Are there nights where every team in the NBA gets a bad whistle? Yes. There's also some data that shows you that some teams get better whistles than others. Warriors, right? And that's a thing in the NBA. It totally is. But uh, according to Alan Horton a few nights ago, the voice, radio voice of the Timberwolves, the Wolves lead the NBA in technical fouls, flagrant fouls, and ejections. Wow. They lead, I'm going to say that again. They lead the league in technical fouls, flagrant fouls, and ejections. Is that because the league is out to get them? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go get the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's go screw their asses over, right? Like Vince McMahon in the Attitude Era. Let's go get Austin. I want Austin. I want. I want Finch. You think Adam Silver has an edict to the referees? Like, you go, go make sure they... I want them to remember the night they played the Titans. I want them to remember the night Ed Malloy was in town, right? Oh, Ed Maybe look in the mirror. How many times are you blowing leads? How many times are you... You get out to a 20-point lead against Washington at home or whatever, and you blow it, right? Like, you lose your mind and, and spaz because I want my teams to be a little more stoic and able to absorb some adversity... Than we've seen from this Timberwolves team. It's one of the most immature, fragile teams in the NBA, even though they've added some veterans. It's very disappointing. They do get a bad whistle sometimes, but they're not getting like there's not some conspiracy out to screw the Timberwolves. Some of this is looking the mirror stuff for our Wolfies. So all
1: right. it happens with the Wild all the time too. Jed and I have talked about this at nauseum, oh, okay. especially now that playoff time's coming up. It's like, oh, these it, the wild are playing the avalanche yeah. and the referees.
0: Like, no, because they are D- not. And Dean complains incessantly he he complains way too much how can you call that how can you call that It's like, dude just okay pick your spots that's the thing pick your spots because if you complain all the time you're going to get calls against you
2: on purpose which you deserve then yeah. just calm down by the way, you can pick your spot for dog food at nutrisourcepetfoods.com oh, the oh! official dog food and pet food um uh, on that one Oh, there's audio on that one. Okay. Oh, that's oh, oh Stella and Stella. her good
0: friend <laughs> Righty Ryder.
2: Oh, what a good boy he
0: is! Look at Stella; she's like, get this guy out of my house. Uh,
2: you know, Ride actually, him. Maya's uh, Maya's happy to be back on Nutrisource here because a uh, couple days ago she got into the dark dark chocolate on accident. We don't oh, usually no. keep stuff like that around, but. Someone gave me some dark chocolate as a gift, and uh, it got left in a place where it shouldn't have been, and Maya then had to go to the vet, emergency vet on Friday. But you know what? You
0: you don't have that problem with Nutrisource, which is good for your dog, which will help your dog. And those training rewards treats, I'm going to tell you, mm, they are the piste de resistance of dog food.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There. Uh, coming from a guy that Judd, not only does uh, Stella eat a bowl of Nutrisource every morning and dog treats, Judd pours himself a bowl, puts some milk on that Nutrisource. I like and, the dry. Uh, <laughs> I like the dry stuff. It's real good. It's so good. Your dogs' parents eat it. No, don't eat the actual. Leave it for your dogs. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com. You can find a Nutrisource retailer somewhere near you. They support local pet stores, so check them out. Um, even out out state, all all fifty states. Judd also, or I should say, Declan, uh, underdog fantasy. I don't know if you were uh, if you had some. If you had some funny stuff on the uh, Valspar this weekend, but boy, that got weird at the end. Jordan Spieth put a ball in the drink. And, yeah, classic
1: uh, classic. Mm. Jordan Spieth talking to himself, just melting down. I love it. I did see this one, though, from a listener because he was playing some March Madness props. So you can do that also at Underdog Fantasy. He had a little five-item uh, parlay here for a little $200 mm-hmm. payout watching the madness unfold. Yes. Hires and lowers doing all the greatness on uh, the pick option at Underdog Fantasy, which has options on March Madness, NBA, NHL, Plenty of great options at Underdog Fantasy. New users get a uh, promo bonus with the promo code SCORE up to $100. Type in SKOR if you're a first-time user. And show us those winning slips. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app. Boom. All right. All right who wants it? Who wants it? Dex, wild? Yeah, I'll give a wild statement. Go ahead. Uh, egg on the face is my statement. Egg Ooh. on the face. So... Before the trade deadline, the Wild brought back Marcus Johansson for a third-round pick, and Judd and I hopped on an emergency Judd's hockey show, and I was at least the first one. I don't know if Judd was in the same boat. said, I don't really get this. You know, you're bringing back a guy who really wasn't that good for you the first time around. Sure, he's got some playoff pedigree to his name. Well, you, like, we're going to burn a third-round pick for, of all the players to do it on, you're going to burn it on this guy who really hasn't been that productive five-on-five. Five. Oh, boy, was I wrong. In the last five games, Johansson and Matt Boldy have combined for 16 points, seven goals, nine, six, nine assists. They're a plus nine together on the ice over those last five games. Now, Boldy has been streaky, so it's not necessarily completely all Marcus Johansson waking up uh, Matt, Matt Boldy. But I will say he has helped spark Boldy to a degree. Mm. And now that you're going to go into the playoffs with a playoff veteran here, a third-round pick for a guy like Johansson who's now starting to produce a little bit for you, a little egg on the face, Bill Guerin. Friend of the show, by the way, you were right. Again, I apologize to your face directly, which wow. I've done to him already before on Judd's Hockey Show.
2: So the oh. first time Declan's been wrong on the show. Yeah, first time what a moment.
0: Yep. Thank you. Marcus, Marcus Johansson moment. has been. I, I didn't see this, though. I mean, these uh, against the Bruins, the game that they lost on Saturday, and then against the Capitals, both uh, former teams of his, he was just unbelievable. That That leads into my wild statement, and that is less can be more. Less can be more. How so? Um, I am never going to to say that the Wild is uh, is glad that Kirill Kaprizov is not playing. But I will say this. When he's out, a lot of people have realized, oh, we have to play hard. We have to shoot the puck too? Yes. Yes, you do. Matt Boldy, a, 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 a chronic non-shooter on Sunday, shot the puck six times. He scored three goals. Let me give you a stat.
2: Dude, imagine how many goals he could score if he just shot six times every night. You're at crazy. he's a, a
1: chronic non-shooter, Judd. That's a
0: He's little. a chronic non-shooter. He
2: loves to pass the puck. He's a chronic a non-shooter.
1: He have like three hundred shots, like shots a game. He's he, he
2: shoots
0: a ton. He loves to pass the puck. Nukerello, <laughs> chronic passer as Dude, well. Judd's eye test the puck.
2: over Declan's analytics. Um, on Saturday, he has the third most shots of anyone on the team, by the way,
0: but you know what? He doesn't shoot enough. And he did on Sunday and guess what <laughs> happened? The puck goes on the net. I believe he shot. Uh, I believe he had two shots on Saturday against Boston. Not enough. He then had six shots on Sunday. Guess what Ooh. happens? He scores some goals. His second goal was a thing of beauty. It was a goal that basically came from off to the side of the goaltender on a tic-tac-toe. It's a pass. He, or it's a, it's a puck. He loves to pass. I'll pass it back to you. Now you pass it back. That's a bunch of crap. Let me give you a stat, though. Without Kaprizov, the Wild has 24 goals in five games. Ten games before that, with Kaprizov, 23 goals. They Mm. have one more goal in half as many games without Kaprizov because you know what? They're going to the net they're shooting. It isn't good that is out. It's good that somebody realized that they shouldn't stand around and watch the game like I do from the press box. They're getting paid. I'm not. I love what we're seeing here. And, and if they keep this up, they give themselves a legitimate shot because they're going to the net. They're scoring greasy goals. The compete is high on a nightly basis because nobody is puck watching 97. Guys, leave that up to me. My job is to
2: watch. Your job is to play. I uh, just, you know, this show likes to be accurate, okay? So just for accuracy's sake, only 31 players in the league these are uh these are uh forwards. No, there's a couple of defensemen on here, I guess. Only 31 PK-65. players in the league have shot the puck more than Matt Boldy has this season.
0: Yeah, She's and old. he could have shot more. Probably should be top 10. Okay. No, I am just I just want to make he sure probably should be top 10. I look, just want to make sure we're aware. Look, now, now, was... Kirill,
2: Kirill Kaprizov was uh was barely top 10 going into his injury
0: if this was just me it it would be fine but let's just say that billy dean and i are on the, the same page uh, here your group text about with those guys just bitches Dean was about talking how. about it again yesterday he's got to shoot the puck more the the second goal yesterday is textbook where i've been urging him to shoot yeah. and it's a great shot he's got he has that kid has way more skill than he gives himself credit for he's a big time player when he he's, wants to be a
2: declan knows is he just a little little insecure or something maybe? No,
0: he didn't know. He was, no he likes to share. Quit sharing. Be selfish.
2: <laughs> Life advice from from Judd. I will say uh, of the players above him on this list, so he is the only other player that's as young as Matt Boldy who has taken more shots is a Jack Hughes. Yeah. Center for the for the Devils. Yeah. The Devils. The one question with shots too though that
0: that that can't that document is when and where you shoot from. Like that's we the thing. High, is,
2: high danger shots my, danger would be. Shots. Would be my, eye,
0: my eye test is his love to pass in, from places he, he, he should shoot. The biggest problem with shots on goal is these BS long shots or shots that come from way out by the boards. That's not a shot. Yeah. That's just a hope, which, which is also fine. But I'm talking about volume of puck on net.
2: Volume. No. I, like it. I like where you're going with these analytics. Yeah. Analytics. I like oh, it. I, it's all Z- Zolgad eye testing in the press box. I don't know what you're talking about. My last statement here, because I know we got we got to get you out here in a couple minutes for uh, time at our show, is I gotta go. sometimes being a dog owner is hard. Oh, my God. Presented by Nutrisource. Declan and I both had, uh, we, we might need to tap into Sports Dad here. So people, by the way, think that I'm just this terrible dog parent, because I told the yeah. story about the Raisin Bran recently. Yeah. You yeah
0: kind of kind of. Yeah. let's just say there's two people
2: let's say there's two two dog parents oh boy. Oh boy. there's two dog parents all right this never ends well but the one on friday was 100 percent my fault i introduced a dark chocolate bar that i received as a gift our in-laws were in town and uh like an idiot i put the dark chocolate bar in my mother-in-law's bag and we set it we just set it down like
0: yeah,
2: in the entryway and i was giving them a tour of our place and just yeah. like hey can i get your beer put march madness on and Ten fifteen minutes go by, and, oh my Mackie, who's nineteen pounds doesn't take a lot of. And dark chocolate, I found out, is uh, based on the panic on the other end of the uh, like the pet poison line and stuff. That's the worst kind of chocolate. It's the most ties dense. Up chocolate. In, ties up their intestines. Yeah. I think. yeah so I'm we not. spent a, a fun few hours at the emergency vet, and then uh, took her home finally. But the she's alive. Shoe. We're great. I know. Strike two. She, she ate a bowl of raisins. I'm
0: coming and taking her. Actually, I'm sticking the, her in my backyard.
2: Depending on what you think about the third strike, which is uh she ate a live bird one time on a walk, just like that's a bird a baby bird fell out of a nest.
0: That's
1: not parenting. Oh, from
2: a tree. That's sad. It was on that's... the sidewalk and she was, you know, she was on her leash up ahead oh, and she sw- she just swallowed that's it. That's not your fault. Yeah, that's, that's not, your, not fault. your fault. That's
1: just the that's the canine right there.
0: That's exactly. the exactly. a, dog. That's, just <laughs> a good old canine, man. that's just a dog that wants it. Uh that canine and we, wants we thought it. oh, there's
2: gonna be like she's gonna poop like a beak and some like, you know, bird legs. Nothing. Literally, just he just digested yeah. it like a champ,
1: man. Yeah, Vinny mm. uh, at two oh. thirty
2: on Friday,
1: Saturday, and also about six hours ago uh, decided he wanted to wake up because he has had some digestive problems with his tummy. And I'm a light sleeper, so the moment that dog hops off the bed. Like, I think I, I knock on wood, if I have children, I'm going to hear the slightest cry because I pop up like, what is that? What's going on? Who is in the house?
2: Uh, we do too. Uh-huh.
1: Um, And uh, poor Vinny boy had to drag mom or dad out, mostly dad out, oh. uh, this weekend to let him out to go So to does
2: death. he, does he, Uh, when he has these digestive issues, does it ever happen on the bed or in no, the no, house?
1: No. He is very good. He hops off. And then if I don't, if I can't see him because it's, you know, 2.30 and I'm half awake, I'll just hear a. From the door i'll hear just a little cry from the door and it means let me outside immediately oh. right
0: now
2: poor guy when we stop stop feeding him the uh the super hot salsa before bedtime that's yeah, what gets yeah, old Macadac here
0: that's yeah, join the club yeah guys boat. i gotta run
1: i gotta go i gotta go
2: i gotta go all right mackie and judd daily minnesota sports entertainment and purple daily check out our lamar Jackson speculative conversation we'll see you guys later